You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to teach about the research. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is the day that won't be Tag is in, tag is out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000. My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. One and all, and welcome back to Nerd to No Basis here on 92.5 FM. We are winding down to the end of the year, and with me, ringing in another, uh, ringing in a new year, I have with me Kian and Dara. How are we doing, boys? Hello. I'm very upset. And and why is it this week, Dara? <laughs> <laughs> because I just I just pulled up Instagram right, and I'm just scroll- <laughs> and I'm just scrolling through. And I saw some ads for, for something called Boo Who Man Official. Don't know what that is. I'm sorry. But... When you say you just opened Instagram, was this while we were talking? Of course. Uh, yeah. What? So, sorry, Terry. You don't know Boo Who Man, the very, very popular men's online clothes retailer. No, but they have ads. <laughs> I have like... pants on my way from them to okay. my eyes. You don't watch enough like of those like knockoff MTV channels. They also have... Normal pants. First of all, I don't know what these things are. I don't know why I'm getting ads for them, right? But they have some really cool shirts. Like they have a really cool Street Fighter shirt, like Street Fighter 2 and a really good Power Ranger shirt. And I'm probably going to have to create an account and buy them. And I'm upset by this. It's, hey, you know, reasonable prices. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. But I, I, I don't know what it was. And I'm, and I'm annoyed by it. It upsets me. Well, I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure you'll figure out this quandary in, <laughs> in, in your own time, and you'll end up with a Street Fighter shirt. Um, it's a really, it looks like a. Thank you for turning this into content, by the way. <laughs> and it's like twelve euro. I'm just kind of reasonable price. Going, I'm just I I'm annoyed by it. Um, so there you go. But what's the place uh, called? Boohoo man. Boohoo man. Uh, Boo-hoo, I, man. We don't need to shill for them. They're not paying us, and they're already again incredibly popular. No, I'm not shilling for anything. I'm just no. I'm they not, don't need our help. <laughs> no, I don't even know what it is, and I just know that the shirt is cool, and I'm annoyed that I'm getting ads for it. Um, well, that's... <laughs> thanks for that, Dara. That's good. Now, back... <laughs> now, back... <laughs> now back to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> Hold on, um... you asked me how I'm doing, and I, and I could be like, "Oh, it's fine," or it could be like something that actually is bothering. No, me. It, this is just so liberating. Because so many times on this show, I've like said something. And there's been like a dead two and a half second pause. And one of you just goes, cool. And I just feel <laughs> like, you know, okay, time to put you in the hole. <laughs> yes, grandma, everything sucks. Everything it stinks, sucks. it stinks, it stinks. <laughs> yes, yes, Mr. Sherman, everything stinks. Um, well, 
as as we round out towards the end of the year, uh, coming off of coming off of the back of the announcement of hit popular movie Saw Eleven. I want to play a game. Hey, Saw hey, hey, Saw Ten was good. I haven't watched any of them since one. <laughs> See, I I I, I, I I will have you know that I am a Saw connoisseur. Well, no, Darren. The funny thing about the funny thing two about, words that should never go together, <laughs> much like a fine wine. No, funny thing that Darren mentioning Maybe that you're, you're a lumberjack. You're, otherwise, you mentioned mentioning your affinity towards Saw Ten, a movie that came out earlier this year. I want to play a little game with you two. Okay. Um, I, you know, this this year has been a particularly notable mo- year for uh, for cinema and for movies since it so had I, movies this year. Since yes. it had movies, crazy, right? Uh, I wanted to kind of just run down, just kind of go back a little trip through memory lane and see if you guys can remember the top selling movies this year. And guess what the top 10 highest grossing movies this year Barbie. were? Top 10. <laughs> okay. Top but that's 10. number one. I guarantee you that's number one. I mean, we will get the there. first five slots. <laughs> yeah, the 3D, the IMAX, yeah. the... Yeah. the 4D, the one oh, where God. it's all just uh, the color pink. Lads, I, I like was on the old the, days, you the... change color in a Game Boy. It's... I was in a... <laughs> so I was in a 4D experience last week, right? Not last week, the week before. I went to go see the new Hunger Games movie. It's pretty good, actually. It's probably the best Hunger Games movie, but we'll get to that. We covered it last week. We actually, yeah. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Yeah, that's we about did. my that's about my sentiment. Yeah, it just it yeah. was just good. No, we did right, but but I wanted to remind people in case they didn't listen to last week and they, they need a reason to. It's on. You should go to nerdtonomedia.com. But that ah. was but that was 4D, right? And it occurred to me that that's the first 4D movie I've seen in like three years. How is that still making money? Like, how is that still a thing that people? One to think, go to. Well, I mean, I look, think it's it, an extra tenor to like make a chair go up. I it, think it would cost Cineworld more money to remove it. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Because <laughs> the, I've only ever had one good experience there, and that was when I had to go see The Matrix because they actually had the time to perfectly. Otherwise, I'm just kind of like, my it's going to spill my drink. I don't like yeah. this. Um, Please stop. I've told you my 4D story before, right? Uh, tell us again. The Kev, people. you'll you'll probably remember the Harry Potter experience. Yes, yes. Okay, but, I will, but if, if it's already on the show, I won't cover it again. No, no, cover it again for the good yeah. people. Go on. I'll, I'll do. I'll do like a thirty second recap. Basically, we went to a midnight screening of the second Fantastic Beasts, which, in retrospect, was a mistake, but even more so for the reasons than expected. So, uh, me and my uh, pregnant wife were kind of there with friends, and we didn't know it was four D. And two, we didn't know that you're not supposed to attend a 4D screening if you're pregnant. So we had to sit in front of the chairs like a picnic, which is fine, except the jets blast right at you. And then behind you, the chairs go up and down and punch you in the back. (laughs) And it's two and a half hours of confusion to begin with as I'm sure we covered in great detail. So it made, but it was a midnight screening. So we couldn't go anywhere else. We were just stuck being beaten up by chairs in some sort of cinema limbo. Yeah. It wasn't the worst thing about the, about the Fantastic Beasts experience. But <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, it, we'll say. <laughs> Not to be fair, right? I mean, even for like an arguably better movie, not by much, because I mean the new Jurassic movie, Jurassic World movies are not great. Um, 
I went to go see the new Jurassic World in 4D, not the new one, the one before the last the middle one. Yeah, the middle one. Yeah. And it was literally being punched. <laughs> Every time the dinosaurs attack someone, it basically punched it in the back. <laughs> so, you're, so you're just sitting there going, why am I getting punched in the back? Yeah. By my yeah. chair. A friend of mine saw 1917 in 40, and I'd me, say that, that was would work for me. That film. Yeah. Kia, yeah. that was me. That friend was me. That friend really? Was I thought me. it was like a cousin or something. I'm getting my history all mixed up. No, was. that was me Co- and David O'Connor. It was cousin Kev. Maybe it was David who told me. I'm so confused. <laughs> and Maybe yeah, no, it was it was home. wild because like it was bumpy and movie with the kind of the whole one shot aspect of that movie. The movie is kind of like a roller coaster anyway. Yeah. The we- the weirdest part is about halfway through the movie that like a plane there in bombs into the water. Yeah. Uh, and it's the only time during the entire movie that it spritz with the water. Right. So I'm an hour in, I'm already getting shooked up and yeah. filled full of Pepsi and shaken up, about to burst. And then suddenly just once the entire time just spritz. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, oh God. Sorry. That's yeah. the best way to do it. I'd say that or like something like Mad Max would be good crack and 40. So we have some be like very specific. Like we have we have some breaking news, actually, if you guys want that. Depends what it is. So we're obviously coming into con season next year, right? And one of my favorite con, um, in like obviously convention, not like cons where people lose money, um, <laughs> was Kazuki Con, and that's in Cork, right? And they actually put up now that people were using AI art for their uh, submissions to Art the Sally, right? And they're being rejected. I mean, not to change the topic too much, but I am. Um, what do you guys think about that? Do you guys think like? Like well, no, but AI—it's theft. AI art scans no, other no, people's I, existing things. No, no, and makes I, a compilation, I, doesn't no, it? that's that's not the point. No, what I was saying yeah. was, do you think people? Do you, do you think that's widespread that people are like using AI art for? Like, oh, absolutely, oh, it's happening. It's happening with scripts. It's definitely happening with art. Like, oh, really? It's, it's to sell like rampant. Yeah, no, it's well. it's it's all over our like online art circles. I think uh, D, like you know, we've we've talked for for Dublin Comic Con a fair bit. They got some flack for the past couple of times for having some AI artists really? snugged into the artist alley. I didn't yeah. notice that. Maybe I didn't notice that. in the alley. And I, yeah, no, there was reports from some of the other artists that wow. they, because... they got a pass on that. So that's, yeah, no, it's it's rampant because of, yeah, like it's it's people just looking for a quick book because they can scan together some amalgam of something resembling art and sell it for a premium by just printing it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's literally breaking right now where they're they're putting up um basically um notices don't don't do it or well, you'll good be for them. and that's and that's probably gonna be the standard yeah. for cons kind of going forward. That's yeah. wild though. I mean yeah. the, the reason why I bring it up is like you know, we're coming to the end of this year, right? And this year really was the first ta- first time that like AI took off essentially, right? I mean, like to, to the general public where people are actually able to use it. And it's just kind of changed the way everything works really and i think that's going to get further and further and further um as it kind of progresses before we reach general if, like ai is a tool though if it was sufficiently transformative i think it would be fair to consider it your own like if you use the ai to i don't know have morbius and i don't know uh some random celebrity hanging out in a starbucks like you know with Alien and Predator and something really weird was in it and clearly a lot of creativity had gone into it then and you like went to the effort of printing it in a nice paper and all that 
maybe then it'd be okay. But, but even still, like, but if it was like just a picture of Miku or something. No, no. But even still, though, Kian, the the nature of tools like Mid Journey mm. that. It's not creating that, and it's not transforming that. It's still that's still scanning, scanning its databases and its resources. No, like for I said, you'd have to a lot of like it. Ha- it would have to be something that Google couldn't auto generate. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's just yeah. wild. I mean, it, it's. I didn't think I would see something like this that quickly. Like, it, it is real. Like, I know um, laws and this kind of stuff happen. They're obviously reactionary by their nature, but like, we're talking. When did Chat Chat D- G- GTB come out? April, June. No, it's I like, think about eight months. Then yeah, yeah no, eight like months. I'd, I'd say like that's wild, man. No, that's I think crazy. that that tracks. Like it, it obviously it was a big problem for cons. It not must only be in Ireland. And... It must be. It must be a serious issue. Yeah, like that's yeah, like sit. Like, you know, think considering globally the amount of, like, art conventions between then and now, mm. grifters would have absolutely swamped the place by then. Yeah. Well, there we um, go. I mean, so if you're attending, like, it's great to see that Kazuki Khan are on it, and I'd imagine we'll probably see... Yeah, and hopefully it'll gone. become, like, the industry standard, like... But here's the thing. How do you... I guess my question is, how do you please something like this? Um, well, I suppose, like, we have to go to a fair bit of effort to submit for a panel. I would say submit scans of your artwork. And then you do a reverse dem- Demonstrate that it's yours, your socials, all that jazz. I mean, that's really that kind of stuff would be in an application anyway. Yeah, like, there's, there's definitely, like, because there is backwards, basically back-searching tools that would yeah. be able to scan and say, oh, no, this was just pulled from, mm. you know, X, Y, or Z. Uh, but it's all that like that. The standard should be that this is all part of the screening process when you're applying for these sorts of panels and tables. Yeah. Uh, at least kind of a cursory glance at somebody's socials would probably tell you if they're if they're grifting or not. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But there but you here, go. Guy. I want to get back to, uh, to Kev's game. Sorry, yes, my game. Time for it. Sorry, Darryl, no, I, <laughs> I know, I know. I just that was breaking. No, no, it was and... worth covering. Definitely. Yeah. It's and just it I, I I saw this rabbit hole extending about twenty more minutes. <laughs> no, that's I right. wanted to head us off of the past. No, no, that's yeah. right. Sorry, no, I just saw it there, and I mean, it's just something that we, you know, it, it's great to be on this cutting edge, you know. And apologies, as Michael's made. Yes, yes, I do have a baby on my lap. You do uh, <laughs> roll. Yeah. It it gives him powers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but. Uh, Kev, I believe you looked up the top ten. Do you want? Well, I I have top to bottom, or yeah, I have it in front of me. I think I want to go. I want to go number by number. I want to go rank by rank. One or one to ten. Uh, we'll start at the bottom. We'll we'll go ten to one. Um. Okay. So what? So Kian, what what do you think was the tenth highest grossing movie of this year? Okay, I had a look through the films. Um, I a lot of film. Now the way I was assessing it is not just the money made, but money made versus money spent if you know what i mean i'm looking at profit is that not the way it's assessed uh not how i'm doing it so i'm i'm just looking at the total and i'm going global box office okay so it's it's, it's not how much of a profit it made compared to compared to its budget right it's just simply how much this movie made regardless of its budget okay all right in that case uh, at 10 i did have dumb money but now that you factored that in i'm probably going to say something like the marvels or something like that Ooh, interesting, interesting 
Dumb money is an interesting one. I never considered it. Uh, Dara, what do you think was 10? Hold on. I'm trying to I'm trying to remind myself of the movies and I actually clicked on. We gave you time to. Dara, I gave you five minutes before we recorded to make a list. I was <laughs> typing with my left hand. I, I, ha- I, have a, I have a list here. I just clicked on the wrong one. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Sorry. Okay. Right, okay. So, so, guys, come on. Give me, give me a little bit of slack. Right. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Keen's like, I'm so upset about Doctor Who last week. <laughs> still um, am. Still am. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I will be again. I will be again. <laughs> this is my life. All right. So number 10. Okay. Uh, Dumb Money's a good guess, but I wouldn't have said that. Uh, the creator? The creator? Hmm. Mm. Number ten. I mean, Very uh, yeah, yeah. I like. Don't, I I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, number ten. Number okay. 10. Okay. So first off, all wrong. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, none of them are in the top ten at all. Right. Uh, for the Guys, record, the Marvels. The Marvels number twenty-two. Yeah, okay. no, Mar- the Marvels did not do well. Uh, but you weren't. You were cut. You were warm because number ten was Ant Man of the Wasp. Ah, okay. I thought that was a bomb. So did I. Uh, okay. Comparatively, did it make to... more money than the Marvels? That's surprising. Yeah, about twice. Yeah, about the, Marvel, the Marvels. The Marvels did not okay. do well. All right. The Marvels did not do well. Because the reception that was so lukewarm, and critically, the Marvels seemed to do better. I thought it might have. Especially with the gap near the end of the year, I thought I picked up a bit more than that, man. Yeah, no, I am surprised Ant Man of the Wasp is on this list. If I'm being honest, okay, but all right, we, 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 I am not, I am not the arbiter of this. I am simply reading the list. <laughs> uh, okay, so moving, moving swiftly onwards, number nine. I'm relatively nine. confident on this. Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, okay, Dara, number nine. Um. Okay, sorry. Are we going? We're just going to box office. We're not going like ratings. Uh, box office. Yeah, just simple, okay. simple, pure income. And I'm going on the global numbers. Okay. Um, Shazam two. Ooh, I haven't got any DC on here. Actually, that's a good point. Well, drum roll, please. How wrong are we? No. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, unfortunately, I am so Pinocchio, and I am so glad you mentioned it because. Apparently, not a lot of other people mentioned uh, Dungeons and Dragons. That is number 22. Uh, Funnily enough, Marvel's was 22. Sorry, Marvel's 23. Okay. Dungeons and Dragons 22. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, it it wasn't a bomb, but it did not do the reception that they were hoping for. And I think Chris Pine is really trying to carry the weight of making a sequel of that off his back. Right. Uh, Dara, you fared. Even worse, Shazam was number 34. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> so what was it then? Uh, number nine was Elemental. Oh, good if, movie. If I like we that. all remember... All, like, really? Okay, I thought the whole streaming thing would have taken money off that. No, do you not remember the absolutely wild comeback that movie had? It, like, it, it's first weekend. Critically... That's true, actually. More kids are talking about it now than I teach them when it came out. Yeah, yeah. Good. I, like, I like that movie a lot, actually. That's it. It got panned initially and was, like, set to be an absolute... A bomb to the level of that, like, Wish is doing now. Oh, that's cool. Wish um, is terrible. Uh, but, like, that's... It. It's second week. It exploded. I think it oh, overtook okay. the right. Um, Yeah, like, just completely, like, 
out of the out of the blue success. Um, but in any way, that's so. Elemental was number nine. Right. Uh, number eight. Okay, I misplaced confidence. I'm gonna say Saw Ten. Okay, okay, a horror, a horror movie in the top ten. That's a bold move, Kian. You'll, once you see my number seven pick, you'll understand why. I'm gonna go the complete op the complete opposite side of that and go no hard feelings. Ooh, okay. A comedy in the top ten would be yeah. even more present than a horror. That's yeah, no, you 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 guys are taking some some bold swings. Bold swings. <laughs> some bold swings. Bold it means swings. That, that's a very a nice way of, to be like yeah. you are wrong. Which especially considering yeah, you're both absolutely wrong because number seven is the safest swing you can absolutely make at the box office. And it was Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One. I, I had I looked at that. I didn't realize that actually made a lot Either, of money. No, I thought it no one bombed. I know talked about apart from Dara. No, but Mission Impossible. It's I've never actually seen a movie myself. Mission Impossible is always one of those safe franchises. But they're always really good. I always really enjoyed them. That's yeah, like they 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 are just. Oh, are nothing against them. I don't injection. know anyone who saw it. Like apart from Dara. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I like I I don't I don't have a search. <laughs> function on this in front of me uh but immediately looking key and saw was saw x was number 40 <laughs> okay and um, i'm also just realizing that i left fast 10 off this list which is gonna kill me later but hey if you I'm... got hey you got you still have six entries i you could adjust on the fly i won't know <laughs> i you know what i'm gonna stick to my slightly manic list instead <laughs> uh, uh, and that popped up somewhere. Oh, I found it here No Hard Feelings was number 48 okay, okay. Uh, so getting back to it number 7 number 7 on my list uh... I believe in you guys I, I believe you can get one um, two sorry two considering one is the okay. same <laughs> I haven't got a single one right yet but I think this may have been because I noticed this was actually still in cinemas when I looked it up today. So, which was presumably, it's still making money. I'm going to say Paw Patrol. Okay. Okay. Paw Patrol. That, that's a weird that's, choice. That's, that's a, hey, you know what? I could see. You, I you see say that, being... that. It's been in cinemas for three months. No, I can see that being a, a safe bet. Uh, okay. Kids, kids will just continue, keep going to see it. Yeah. John Wick 4. You're a clever man, Dara. You're a yes. clever man. Yes. Not that clever, though. You're Damn both it. wrong. <laughs> I, really? Is John Wick 4 not there at all? John Wick 4 is number 11. <laughs> oh. Just. And it's, oh, oh I'm sick. No. I am absolutely no. sick in myself. <laughs> no. That deserves to be so much higher, but also fair enough. Um, But, Kian, you, you, you've got like a top 10 list in the 20s, just in the making. Because right. directly under Dungeons the Dragons and the Marvels, there's Paw Patrol, the Mighty the All mine are in order, just in the wrong <laughs> just, place. Just halfway right. down the list. <laughs> <laughs> what was Paw Patrol, actually? What number? Uh, 24. Number 24. I'm, I'm gen... Like, I didn't expect that to do, like, Barbenheimer numbers, but I'm genuinely gobsmacked that's not doing better. Uh, obviously... Well, now, here's the thing, Kian. Kids went instead in the middle of the summer to go see another movie a bunch of times, and that was our number seven pick here, The Little Mermaid. Oh, 
Okay. I don't. I don't. I. I still. I still think the Disney movies that those Disney remakes are on the way out. I don't think they've got the lasting impact. The Little Again, Mermaid. I don't know any. Movie. I teach a fair whack of kids. I don't know anyone who's seen Little Mermaid. I think just people like that's we don't know people, but a lot of people just went to see that because right. they know, they know the songs. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I know brand recognition and all that, mm-hmm. but like, yeah. Well, it seems like the two of you need to get some help as we go into number six. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm starting to have doubts. Starting to the Galaxy 3. Oh, that's safe bet. Um, uh, okay. See, there's ones I want to say and there's ones I don't want to say because the movies I liked, but apparently nobody else likes it. Who is going to see Disney live action remakes? Um, oh, hold on. Here's Here's one. Transformers, Rise of the Beast. Transformers, Michael Bay. Michael Bay still has some holding power. And... He didn't actually direct it. Was he not the director on this one? No, the director of Creed Two did this one. He's been out since five. Wait, did um? Oh, did what's his face? Did Brian Coogler not direct Creed Two? No, someone else did. Damn. Okay. And then so... Michael B. Jordan directed Creed Three. I knew that. I knew that. I thought. I thought Coogler was. Di- anyway, that's that's me just pulling at that thread and unraveling myself. Uh, but no, you're both wrong, but not by miles. Okay. Uh, Dara, you had a bit too much faith in Transformers. That's number twelve. Ah, I'm surprised that did that well, actually. Right no, under. I'm not because China. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're global Chinese, box office. Yeah, right? Chinese market's always huge for Transformers. And to be honest, right. I have had no interest in a Transformers movie since like the second one came out. Oh my god, was, like 12. the movie, so, the movie's so bad. It's but it's horrific. But there was still. something about there was something about the way that big mechanical ape moved that I was I was yeah. intrigued. Well, it's fast too. Um, and listen, it's on Paramount. I have that, and I'm, like, I open up and see Transformers every time mm. I go to watch Deep Space Nine. Mm. I may just watch it someday. It yeah. is um, genuinely horrific. Now, Kian. Yeah. I will not be revealing the place of Guardians of the Galaxy. So it is on the list. Has it just be. hasn't come up yet. Has to be. I'll That's take that as a partial point in that case. Because it is a sleeper hit later on on our list. Right. Okay. Uh, but in in its place in number six, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. yeah I forgot about uh, that one. Garbage. I think I'm surprised that made that much garbage you know, movie for like a Dara. You're you're wrong, and that's okay. It, uh, hold on, hold on. It's a two parter, and he lied to everybody about it. It's no, they didn't. They yes, they, uh, did. they they yes, made they that no. Yes, I haven't seen this film. If you, I knew that was the first away, part of this movie, and I'm running the meetings. That's a proper threat. <laughs> well, I didn't. No one said it to me. It's also a perfectly serviceable standalone movie. Except it ends on a cliffhanger. So does Empire Strikes Back. Oh, you damn it. I knew you were going to do it. I knew you I knew you were going to say that. I was like, I really hope he lets this go. No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I was like, so does Empire. And I was like, no, hopefully he'll let it go. Oh. Gotcha. I um... I, I knew I'd no comeback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Kev, well done. Touche, touche, pussycat. Touche. As we move swiftly then on to number five. Okay, I was originally going to say Killers of the Flower Moon, but now based on everything else you've heard so far, I I don't think that many people are going to be that brave. Yeah, I don't think so. So I've done a swap around and I'm going to say five is Five Nights at Freddy's. 
Oh, that's a good mm. that's a good pick. Okay, okay. That's a good pick. Okay. Uh did you know there's a Resident Evil movie that came out this year? I did not, I just found that out. Um <sighs> it's the number one <laughs> film. I'll be amazed. <laughs> and Jara is claiming it was the fifth highest grossing movie <laughs> <No>. this year. <laughs> I am not. I, that's just a partial a partial uh, factoid. Uh I'm gonna go with in oh, oh I don't want to well, I'm gonna have to the new Scream Scream Six? Going okay. Both both yeah. pulling horror mix. Both yeah. pulling horror flicks. Come on. Risky moves. Risky Come moves. On. Come on. Both incorrect. What? What are people going to see? Um well Kian, again, not far off. Five Nights Freddy was a phenomenon, but just not enough to break the top ten. Five Nights Freddy's was number fifteen. Okay, that's I'm I'm keeping my exact list pretty much. <laughs> You're, yeah, no, you're 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 rolling around in that, yeah. in that early early before ten. Uh, Dara didn't serve so well. Scream six was uh was number thirty, and for the record, Killers of the Flower Moon was number thirty one. Okay. Made okay. less than Scream six. Right. Okay. Poor Scorsese. Oh, I think he's going to be fine. <laughs> uh, Poor Wiggum. In its place, Kian. I gave you an out. I gave you a chance to lodge it into the list. This number is five was where, Fast 10. Uh, see, I've had a feeling this is where Guardians is going to be, but I didn't want to say it twice. No, Fast 10. Oh, sugar. Well, that was going to be my next one. So uh, that, that's handy now. Uh, okay, so we're getting we're getting tight now. We're getting we're getting we're getting into into an area where there's a lot less wiggle work, especially right. with a lot of known quantities still to come up. Right. Um, this is what number four now, is it? Number four. I'm going to say this is where Guardians is then. Okay. Dara? I I don't know who these people are or what they're going to see, but I'm disappointed in all of them. Dara, I will not stand here and accept <laughs> slander on the Fast and Furious movies. Because if you watch them, you will realize that it is a cult of sheer energy. You'll, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll change your life. Truly. <laughs> no, it never changes your life. Listen, so when I went to go see the the... the the Fast 10 movie. I went to go see it because a bit of it was based in Rome. And I was like, I'll go see anything once it's based in Rome because as you guys know, I, I enjoy Rome a great deal. And um, the movie was not in Rome that much and it was disappointing. But what was more disappointing was it turns out it's a trilogy. So there's three parts to this movie and I don't, <laughs> and I don't understand why. And I was very, very, very confused by the whole like thing. Like a but... new hope? No, that no. That's a continuous story. This is just like it just ends with a truck coming near him, and then that's it. They made a Mortal Kombat Legacy cage match cartoon movie this year. Oh, guys, we haven't been watching the right movies. What world are we living in? Seriously. No, but Dara, what was the fourth highest grossing movie this year? There's a my number three. I'm surprised you haven't said already, actually. Listen, I know we're jumping I, ahead, but... there's ones I want to say here, but I'm changing on the fly because I've been wrong all the time. <laughs> Cocaine bear? <laughs> yeah, am I right? Are all of yours? Am I right? Am I right? Is a cocaine bear? You are absolutely wrong. Kean is absolutely correct. Number four Ooh, is Guardians one. of the Galaxy Volume Three. <laughs> cocaine bear. Now, I let me pull this back. Um, now you are absolutely wrong. You are um, absolutely wrong. Uh, where did I see it? Cocaine bear. Cocaine bear is down at number forty-seven. Um, for for context. Hayao Miyazaki is The Boy and the Heron, a movie that exclusively released in Japan up until this week, 
mm-hmm. where it has only been released in the US, still has not been released in the UK and Ireland, has made more than Cocaine Bear's entire run. <laughs> wow. I mean, that doesn't shock me at all. Cocaine I suppose Bear was, like, <laughs> was just a meme. Cocaine Bear was not good. It was <laughs> actually not a good movie. Right, uh, next one. I, hold on. I, I, know, I know what the next one is. I know okay. what the next yeah. one is. We're, 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 we're in the top three. I think... So really, con- considering it's the year of Barbenheimer, this is kind of our last guess. That's no, like, no, I think, no. I think you three can... I think you can really pull these three out of the bag, so... No, I, I, I know what two and one are, right? But the next one... Can I go first? Yeah. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Super Mario Brothers. Okay. I... Actually, let's... Hold on. Let's actually... Let's... Before, because we we I think the three of these are known quantities. Let's get let's get your top three in order off the bat. Okay, Super Mario Brothers, Oppenheimer, and Barbie. Okay, Kim. I, I Barbie and Oppenheimer, I think are right, but I'm actually going to throw a wild one in. I think the number three is the Taylor Swift concert that was transmitted around the world for a few weeks. That not it. Not a bad it's in cinemas. No, uh, no not a bad. It is a recorded thing. It's not a bad film. Like a film. I don't it, think that it, counts. It does because it is on my list. Oh, oh. it is. It it was a cinematic release. It submitted to the global box office. Um, but let's see. Have we drum roll, please? Both of you are wrong, but for different reasons. Oh, Kev, I don't, Kev, I don't like this bad. game. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't like this game, Kev. So, Ken, you said, um, you said your top two were. You said one through three was Barbie, Oppenheimer, Taylor Swift. Yeah, Taylor Swift is not in the top ten. Okay, where is she? Uh, Let me guess. She's fourteen because I've all oh, <laughs> been going. Number twenty. Um, okay, so, it's still kind of in my lists oh yeah no it like it it made more than dungeons of the dragons and the marvels like it it was still a global phenomenon right if only for the fact that it was probably a very limited screening it would have probably hit the top 10 right Uh, dara yes you did get all three movies yay however your order is incorrect oh because because oppenheimer was number three then mario then barbie how many people go see Mario? Really? Yeah, Mario everyone, was, everyone went to go see Mario. Yeah, Mario was a smash. To the point, Barbie, like we all accepted Barbie as a runaway hit as the number one in this movie. Barbie made 1.44 billion, right? Mm. Mario made 1.36 billion. Like, no way. Stop. Not like, like Illuminations know how to make money. I should have thought of that. Yeah, like really, truly not like not a huge margin of mm. a difference. If if Mario ran for another two weeks, it could have been the best selling movie this year. Wow. Um, and then Oppenheimer came number three at nine hundred and fifty million. Uh, That's not unbelievable. Quite breaking the billion. That's unbelievable. Uh, so no people like Mario was a big deal. <laughs> Okay, well, I got uh, I got one right. I'm happy. With well, that. look, I I'm gonna take that as I got three right, and it'd be the hardest thing about that game is trying to pick movies that people will go to that necessarily are not good, but people went. That but anyway. that's it. I think I think reflecting I mean, reflecting back on like your guys's guesses, even though they weren't the highest grossing movies this year, there was a lot of memorable movies that came out this year. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Like that's the end. Yeah, no, the fact that like you could put something like a Dungeons and Dragons or 
a Saw X or a or a Taylor Swift Eras tour kind yeah. of it, I'm fully assume yeah these are one of the highest gross movies of the year it, like it shows that this was an incredibly memorable year for movies that still is not done um like as I mentioned you know as we talked about last week Ballad of Songbirds Stakes has only just come out and that is very swiftly rising up in those box office numbers mm-hmm. because that's an incredibly popular franchise and I mentioned Hayao Miyazaki's potential swan song The Boy and the Heron has come out and is lauding critical acclaim. Uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's I I I, I like I liked this exercise as a look back at the year in movies and the year in film. I didn't. Oh my enjoy- this again with like streaming numbers or something. I, I didn't enjoy this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, me- it's because you lost and I called you out. <laughs> no, it makes me sad. <laughs> makes me sad. People have terrible taste in movies. You're talking globally, though. Like, you know. And look, I mean, if you guys like these movies, not you guys, I mean, like people listening, I'm happy for you. Um, You can feel the butt hanging in the air. I I just don't understand. I just don't understand. But that's okay. I'm really surprised you didn't put T-Swizzle on your list there, Dara. Well, see, no, that's my heart. But there's a difference. I mean, I'm trying to... I'm trying to. One like, day she's gonna do a concert in Rome, and it's gonna melt your brain. Oh my god, that would be the best <laughs> thing ever! Like what? in the Colosseum. Oh my god, <laughs> she's definitely doing a concert in Rome. That's absolutely one of the stops in the uh, the air. Is, is it? Is it? Hold there's on. There's no uh, probably not the Colosseum, but there's absolutely no. no I way. don't think. No, I don't think so because you don't. Is it not do... Rome or is it Italy? <laughs> no, no, they probably do. And they see the thing about what well, a lot of people might not know about um, Rome specifically, they don't really do music there. Uh, most of the shows are up in northern Italy, so like Milan and stuff. Uh, let me see. I'm actually googling this now. Uh, uh like, like, assumably, like every other era's tour concert, uh, tickets are gold dust. <laughs> yeah, I know, but if she's in Rome, that's fine. Oh my God, no, 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 Milan. Is it Milan? Yeah, of course, it's, it's Milan. Milan. See, I said this to you. It's almost like, it's almost like I lived in Italy for a long period. Yeah. Of time. And I go and I spend a lot of time in Italy. Um, oh my god! Okay, yeah, no, I wouldn't go uh, to my so, for. Well, so no, the the no, the heart of the idea here is Dara. If any listeners have any tickets for Taylor Swift in Milan, we would ask that you give them to us for absolutely free. For absolutely free. For yes. absolutely free. For absolutely because, free. Because you love us. <laughs> yeah, because they love us exactly. I I I have notes on your haggling technique, which it's is called clout, Kian. Is <laughs> or if for some reason Taylor Swift is listening, we we love you very much. Uh, please give us tickets. Please, please tickets. Please, please we tickets. beg. Or even better, to the Tokyo Dome, and then we go to Japan. Tickets, please. Just uh, yeah, no, that's uh, a fun frolic and romp with Taylor Swift in Tokyo. That sounds a good time. That'd be amazing. That's like so you know, what Taylor that's... Swift just happens to have a radio on driving through the Blanchardstown area. We or don't know what she do. The... Or the internet. You know, we are on the internet. Or hey, sleep. Hey, just like sleep. Hey, Travis, Travis, Travis Kelch. I know you're listening. Come on, <laughs> buddy, buddy. Put in a good word, buddy. C- come on, you come on. you know what's up. You know <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, that's cut most of the time away. Uh, I we, we talk, talk about maybe... Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll talk Doctor. And we'll talk about E3 as well because I know that's important. Actually, <laughs> go with E3 first because it's like the biggest thing ever. That isn't the thing. All anymore. right, but if we get to five minutes. I'm muting your microphone and I'm just talking because no, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I, I, that's All right, okay. Go, go I, I, with E3 then. Go on, Kev. Go. Go, uh, Kev, go. 
Okay, so the, the the broad sweeping terms is we finally got word of the inevitable that I think we've been we've been expecting in the gaming community for about a year or two now. E3 is dead. The ESA have confirmed it. E3 is an event. It will no longer be taking place. And yeah. uh, now. But, but why is that? As someone outside the gaming sphere, uh, why, why is it? A that? few different reasons. So the biggest of which is that there has not been an E3 for the past three years, mostly because of COVID. Uh, because of restrictions, because E3 is is a, for those that might not know, E3 was the, the global showcase for video games uh, that took place in LA every summer. It was like the 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 mecca of it. Where that, like, you know, you'd always have your big That's announcements. That's where Keanu Reeves turned up on stage and all that. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was always, it was always one of the big uh, console holders just trying to one up each other in stagemanship. Um, with show floors just full of demos and of everything bright and shiny new under the gaming sun. Um, but there hasn't been one the past three years because of the COVID restrictions uh, and lack of funding. But mm. even before COVID hit, E3 was kind of on a downward spiral. Um, the 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 proliferation of streaming and it like the the the, the cost effectiveness and the efficiency of streaming announcements, like your Nintendo Direct that started a couple of years beforehand, really started taking the air out of it. I think even about two years before COVID, I think about 2018, Sony net Sony pulled out entirely of E3 and stopped doing showcases and show floors there entirely. So that's that's one of your big three platform holders missing. And Nintendo hold, held a basically a lip service conference, but that was a direct with a demo space. Right. So for the couple of years before COVID, uh, E3 was kind of just the Microsoft and PC showcase. And people were kind of noticing the stress of this. Add into that that the ESA... The, the agency that kind of manage and govern E3, hmm. uh, who are also a, a, a an electronic safety commission, uh, had lost so much confidence because of a massive data breach several oh, years I ago. I remember this. That doxed truly hundreds of games journalists. Uh, like it was, it was a huge deal, a huge scandal. Um, that like that like a lot of people just immediately lost faith in the ESA and E three as an organization, uh, so like all, all of these factors are definitely contributive. So when when the announcement finally came out that E three was not happening, there wasn't really a surprise. I think. Right. Do you think this is going to have like an effect on the gaming industry at all now? Like, uh, I'd say there will be a noticeable one. Um. For a start, like even though we hadn't had E3 for a while, it it set the standard for that midsummer June uh kind of showcase of new games. Uh now the the, the slot has kind of already been filled because as I said, there hasn't been an E3 for three years. Uh so instead now we've got Summer Games Fest, which is an independent uh showcase by Jeff Keeley. If you know him at all, he's oh, yeah. he's the Dorito Pope. He... Yeah, Dorito Pope. Yeah. <laughs> Sanctum Jace. <laughs> <laughs> King's uh, like, 
what are you talking about? <laughs> no, Jeff Keighley's has been like a, a fairly prolific kind of games journalist for the past couple of decades. Yeah. Just to, like he's fully, he's truly just a guy who is incredibly enthusiastic about video games. And when the the vacuum for any sort of a showcase kind of appeared, he just got in touch with some industry buddies and filled it and basically made new E3 in Summer Games Fest. So while we're definitely going to feel the the impact of there not being E3 as it is known, things are always going to take that place. But we're not gonna we're not gonna see the like of it again, because like you know, games journalists have started mythologizing it fairly quickly, <laughs> um, because it was as I said, it was always a showcase, but it was always these these massive conference halls where all these like minded folks and journalists would always get together and celebrate what was kind of happening and new. I never went myself because it's L.A. and it's express just extortionately expensive. I knew a lot of people that actually did go, uh, and it was a whole thing. But the best way to go was actually if you were working there. Oh, I'd say easily. I mean, yeah. like I think I'd imagine press passes just get you, get you further for for more. Yeah, or even uh, like if you're working for a gaming studio, went in. But that seems to be the only way that like people were able to go to it was, and that I think that's why it became antiquated or not even antiquated i mean that's kind of harsh more like um out of touch yeah but also kind of like away from what people wanted because like you know it it very much like the video game awards where it was um or where it is just something that it happens but nobody really cares you know you you wouldn't sit up and watch it and it's like all award shows they are kind of antiquated in in a sense well it's not even an award show though it's a promo thing like no but that's what i mean like anything like that it it's if it doesn't adapt if it doesn't move um it's just like a thing that is for industry only yeah. you know well i mean it's... i i didn't hear much about e3 but i did hear that like journalists were like because of the nature of like the way it was all set up they were basically watching their phones to find out the announcements in real time while being there by by the latter few years overcrowding became a serious problem so yeah, yeah like that's she, people weren't she, able to get into the trade halls like sure you guys know how the whole thing started don't you i mean it was it was a, it was a trade conference like people yeah it like it, it like in the early 90s it was these game companies went to talk stock numbers <laughs> yeah it, it it's not actually supposed it was not supposed it was actually not supposed to be built for what it what it became which right. is like you know it was supposed to be as as um as kev said it's like this this thing for it was a shareholders so, yeah effectively it's it's like going out it's like going to like the the tech summit or something like that yeah you can go but you can buy a ticket but unless you're in the industry it's kind of silly you know mm. it, it's kind of unnecessary so i mean i think this was something that was a long time coming and as kev said it's also rather expensive to go um but yeah i mean I guess why people are so upset is because they don't get like they don't get to hang out and, and get loads of free stuff, which is, you know, why a lot of people went as well. So, bummer. <laughs> Quotation marks. And <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, as I said, like there's that the vacuum it left is already kind of getting filled uh, by Jeff Keighley's Variety Hour. Uh, but yeah, no, that's just it's 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 now a thing in the gaming landscape that is gone and. I won't say if it's better or for worse. It's just it was and now it is not. It was uh, what it was. It was what it was. Kian, 
how's Doctor Who? Well, I suppose, yeah, some segue about things ending and going on <laughs> and starting again and all that. And uh, then E3 became Shooty Gatwa. Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, out of Sarah, the genesis. I'm assuming you've seen the episode. Oh, my uh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I have. Kev, have you seen it? I have not. Have you? Well, here's a better question. Do you know anything about what happened in the episode just by virtue of online presence or anything? Absolutely not. That is actually impressive. <laughs> I know that like you and I are probably on different algorithms and stuff, but still. Uh, I keep no, my head before, to the ground. I watch Team Space Nine. <laughs> That's my before, life. <laughs> before Dara gets a word in, uh, yeah, the finale of the big 60th trilogy thing went out. Uh, loved it a bit. Uh, loved Neil Patrick Harris as a camp toy maker dancing to the Spice Girls which is going to live rent-free in my head for a while. Uh, loved all that kind of nostalgic stuff. But the big talking point, we got five minutes, the big talking point is that instead of the regeneration, we got a bi-regeneration. So instead of one just turning into the other, they kind of just split in half like an amoeba. So David Tennant got to hang around, and it also meant that Shudy Gatwa turned up about 10 minutes early. Usually the done thing is that you do an entire episode, it's all really sad, da, 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 da. and then like at the last like minute, the new doctor turns up and goes, bleh, or something. How's how zany? And then they're like, tune in next year. So it was a nice surprise we actually got to see him for a bit, you know, in the episode. Uh, but yeah, it also means that David Tennant gets to keep being the doctor. He's just living in retirement, no. which is quite cute. I've now I as as I mentioned I kind of dipped out mm. around Capaldi, so I know David Tennant's doctor. So yeah. That means there is two David Tennant doctors just kind of kicking around the multi. Oh, let me tell you a tale of, t- of many tenants. <laughs> By my count, there's at least three or four David Tennant <laughs> flying around the place. So David Tennant is the tenth doctor. He's also technically the eleventh doctor because he regenerated and kept his face. A severed hand that he has in a jar grew into another David Tennant that is living in bliss with Rose in a parallel universe. Yes, that's the one I accounted for. Yes. So, And then the 14th Doctor was now a, a fourth Tennant. I think I've misplaced one somewhere as well. I, just, uh, I can't, I can't, my hands are full. I just keep, keep yeah. spilling my cup overloaded with Tennant. There are three or four Tennants, but this is the first time where like, a previous doctor will be living like, you know, living out their retirement while another doctor goes on, which is, you know, it's a bit red head reckon for continuity, but it's, it's clearly meant to be like the 10th doctor, just older. So like for the people who, I mean, basic based on this episode and what I've seen of the Christmas special, it looks like Dr. Who's going to go super LGBTQ in the coming era. And I imagine I'm looking forward to that. I imagine it wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea. So the episode was a nice sort of like, look, if you're hopping off the doctor who bus, this is the retirement, the happy ending. If you're sticking around for the party, this also going on. So I thought it kind of split the difference in that. Dara, how much do you disagree with me? Uh, It was single handedly. So the Hindenburg <laughs> going down was pretty bad. This was worse than the Hindenburg. Um, and there we go. 
no further questions need to be asked. Now, Darren, I seem to remember last time that you were saying that fun was the issue you were having. Now, I see. I seem to remember Keen mentioning a camp Neil Patrick Harris singing oh, look, uh, look, look, Spice that, Girls. Look, so... that was look that was gas, right? And, and, and I'll joke. <laughs> and I'll joke aside, right? I'll joke aside because I mean, first and foremost, this is a comedy show where ninety nine percent of things I say on this are a joke. Yeah, uh, like you know, for for the funny ha-has. Um, but no, I mean, look, it was what it was. It was quite fun. Neil Patrick Harris is is always is obviously like a national treasure. Mm. Um, I think it was cool the way they did like you know they kind of give fans an out but they're also like yeah you know but they also I mean one thing he picked up on Keen and your knowledge Doctor Who by the way is, is actually phenomenal it really oh, is it really is um, but you know it, it's kind of with the Time Maker they messed around with some continuity as well where they're like hey you know I may or may not have actually messed with your head and changed your story without even realising Yeah, I may or may not like so it kind of put in this and uh, um muddled the water a little bit with like the way we think things are and also a way with some of the doctors they may or may not still be around yeah um, what, re- what regeneration actually means because remember in the fifth anniversary as well like uh tom baker's that's who yeah he came back as the he came back yeah, yeah. yeah so you're like, right i didn't think of that that yes. could be retroactively connected to that yeah exactly yeah so i mean i i really like that and you know the fact you know because it is you know wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff yeah. And that's kind of how loose and, and fast you can do with Doctor Who. So in that way, yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of cool, and it was a bit more, a bit more Doctor Who than than you didn't. Yeah, it's been. But I'm it's, also it's something I like about Russell C Davies' writing, which is whereas other Doctor Who writers, including Chibnall, love more hate him, will generally go, "Oh, we could do this and we could do that," but it's not in the rules. Russell C Davies tends to go, "I have a fun idea, and it's fun enough that we'll do it." And we'll break the rules and we'll explain it away later. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And look, I mean, if people liked it, I totally respect that. I'm not mm. going to sit here and say it was awful. Mm. Um, it's just, I don't think this is going to be for me. And okay, I mean, that's I, fair. And I don't think it's going to be for a lot of people. And I, I, there's probably a lot of reasons for that. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily right or wrong. It's just a stylistic thing. I think Doctor Who. Um, and, and I mean, I've always felt this with Doctor Who, um, that, and from, because when I got into it, I started watching the older stuff, and there were certain series, certain Doctors I didn't like, certain Doctors I did like, mm. um, and I, I just think that's the way it's going to be. Some are just going to be better than others. Um, I think, yeah, you hit on a good point there, but I think that one thing to consider as well, this episode especially, it's kind of a backdoor pilot for a few spinoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you I don't keep too, yeah. David Tennant around and not use him. They had an entire yeah. unit tower with, like, a robot and characters and all that jazz. I think they are going to try and marvelize the Doctor Who stuff. And they should, and I can't know. believe they haven't. They haven't extended media. Oh, yeah, most don't. of my income goes on it. But, yeah, if, I mean, look... If it's not a radio play, the BBC doesn't want to hear about it. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that does make an awful lot of sense. I think they have missed the boat in, in, in that way. But also, it's like, look, Shirigawa, is that how you say yeah, that's it? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, he is a head wreck. Um, and I just get the vibe where I'm just like, no, I just I just can't. It was very much the same. Like, as soon as I watched um, Capaldi, I'm like, I just can't. Right. Uh, and I mean, like, he's the main character. I yeah, really no, I... like how confident he is straight away. Like, you know, yeah, no. doctors like flail about a bit for a while. Like, he seems to have it sussed. Yeah, look, but here's the thing, right? I mean, I, I have a lot of people, a lot of friends who do watch Doctor Who other than you, Kane. 
Uh, and they've assured me that they'll let me know if it's worth watching. So, I mean, I, I might drop mm-hmm. back in. But, I mean, you know, uh, what's it? Once burned, twice shy. Yeah, I, uh, weirdly enough, I trust them over me. I'm too close to it to kind of judge it, which I shouldn't I, say because I review it. But, no, that's you know, fair. It's no, true. That's fair. No, that's fair. I mean, and the thing about it is it's like Capaldi burned me really badly. Uh, Whitaker burned me really badly. Uh, with, with, uh, so with any doctor, I'd be like, right, you need to make a good impression. I don't think this was the impression that I was hoping for the show right. was, the, the episodes last episode actually was was probably the best one but I mean I'm going to reserve judgment on it Um, it, it just it wasn't the knockout that I needed but it does right. actually offer a good like to, to, to say something positive about it I'd really like to try and say something positive on it it gave people an out it, it mm. gives uh, as you said and it's a very good point um, good opportunity to do side media to do a, a Doctor Who spin-off if needed, and also retroactively bring back doctors or, you know, whatever they want to do, which I think would be a really, 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 really cool way to do, or even have the radio plays being a, like a cartoon series. That'd yeah, so that, that'd be a nice thing. They've already animated loads of the missing ones. So like, they have, yeah. Nice and, second and, step, yeah. And I think doing that would be really good and putting it up on Disney Plus. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, you're absolutely that right. But and look, I think, I'm not sure how we're doing on time, but uh, like, to, to go back to something you said there, it's I also appreciate that the episode was respectful of all Doctor Who. Yeah. Like it didn't just too. like say yeah. the Winter Career didn't count or whatever. Like that lovely little puppet show where he was like, here's all the things that have happened since Donna Noble left, and it was done in a fun way. And it kind of it did a, it reminded me a bit of Skyfall, you know, the Vaughn film, where it was like, it makes a case for Doctor Who ending. And also carrying on, it gives yes. that line dramatically, yes, 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 you know. Yes. And look, and and think about the thing about it is, it's like once they, it needs to find its um, needs to find its new niche, mm. and I don't think it's done that yet. There were a lot of good things in this, in in this episode, which will, which will, I I look, I'm going to go on record and, and say, by about the fifth or sixth episode of this new doctor's run right i think that's when you'll be able to make a good reading on it and go that, right that's a that's a good kind of run in time yeah, yeah yeah and i think that's when we'll be like okay this was this was a success or this was a failure and that's kind of when i want to come back to this for me personally that's probably when i, I will check in with my friends and go right was it good was it bad yeah. um You're absolutely right and i i mean the only reason why is because look it's unfair on the guy. I don't want to put that all on on his shoulders where it's yeah. just like, oh, you need to be amazing because <laughs> that's really harsh, like straight out of the gate, right? But I think if we're five or six episodes in, it's like this, either this is phenomenal mm. or this is dog garbage. Um, I think that would be a lot clearer. <laughs> and, and that's kind of what I'm excited to, to see. I'm like, right, yeah. are you going to, are you going to redeem? And look, the writing was a lot better. A lot of fun was there. Yeah. It's just, it's still a bit too early for me and there were some kind of like, oh, proper cringe moments. But look, again, it might not be for me. I will probably check in halfway through the next season. And look, Keen, I know I, I know you're going to love it. I, I will measure your opinion <laughs> um, with, with other people who are like, yeah, yeah we we dropped off once uh, once Jody showed up. Uh, the, the, the upcoming season is going to be very based on. They've already released a song from the Christmas episode, and we know Jinx Monsoon is probably going to be like the master and stuff. Yeah. I'm just going to say this series is probably going to be very camp. And hey, that's, look, that's you know, the vibe, I guess. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, that's if it's the new era, that's what it's doing. That's why I think they've kept Tenant around 
to hedge their bets because if it doesn't set the world on fire, they're like, oh, we're doing a side series with David Tennant, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Well, we are out of time. Mm. So thank you all for listening. If you like us, you can head over to nerdsnowmedia.com. Follow us on all of our socials over there. Watch, listen to the rest of our shows. Listen to all, listen to all the older shows. A lot of there stuff are there. many. There, there are many. Are, we are Legion. Um, and while you're also there, you can find us on our Patreon. Uh, tip us some money if you like what we do. And until next time, we will see you again soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 